Hi, Honeymooners. Natasha and I are coming to a city near you. And we'd love you to come see us and support us doing live stand-up comedy. As for me, I'm going to be going to the Comedy Club on State in Madison this very weekend for five shows. I love that club. I'd love to see you there. I'll also be at the Troubadour for the Netflix is a Joke Festival on May the 12th. That's just one night, one show, just me. But Natasha and I are going to be doing a live Endless Honeymoon podcast taping for the Netflix is a Joke Festival on the 4th of May. Then I'm going to the Punchline in Philadelphia. That's in July. Would love to see you there. I'm going to be going to the Punchline in Sacramento in August. And I'll be going to the DC Improv uh, the weekend before the election, before we figure out what hell we hath wrought. Come see me at any of those dates. Oh, yeah, one more. I'll be at the Bell House in New York on July the 11th. I'd love to see you there, New York City. Natasha, you got anything? Why don't you come see me in Brea? If you live in Orange County, I think that's Orange County. I don't even know, but come to Brea. I'll be there in April. I'll also be at the Chicago Improv in April. And if you can't see me in Chicago, why don't you come to Tempe in May? Tempe, Arizona. I'll also be in Boston, but that's not till October. I think I might take the summer off. Go to NatashaLegero.com. Or MosheCasher.com. And get some tickets. To see the both of us. And also make sure that you come to our Patreon-supported Dinner party this Sunday. That is on St. Patrick's Day. What else are you doing? It is a dumb holiday. I'm sorry. If you are not yet a member of the tier that gets you into the dinner parties, go ahead and upgrade. Upgrade that. You could downgrade afterwards. I mean, we don't have real rules. Order your corned beef and cabbage from the local pub. DoorDash that shit to your house. Yep. Log on. 6 p.m. Come mess with us. It's a really great way. Pacific. To connect to the community of the Endless Honeymoon Podcast and also to connect to your lovely hosts. Hey, honey. Yes? I think we should probably start the show. Oh, okay. (laughs) You're tuned in to the Endless Honeymoon Podcast. Natasha and I are just reading, doing a little pleasure reading. The Beach reading, I call it. The seven principles for making marriage work. I just bought this book after insistence from our therapist who said this is the the this is the ultimate work on the subject making marriage work. Right, you want to hear what makes a marriage work? Yeah, let me hit me. What can this is from The Seven Principles for Making Marriage Work by John M Gottman PhD and in much smaller font Nan Silver. His wife. I don't know. It's so funny to be like <laughs> If it is his wife, it's so funny to dominate your wife on the cover of the book. About I bet making... it's not. What can make marriage work is surprisingly simple. Happy married couples aren't smarter, richer, or more psychologically astute than others. Well, that takes us out of the game. But in their day-to-day lives, they've hit upon a dynamic that keeps their negative thoughts and feelings about each other, which all couples have, from overwhelming their positive ones. Rather than creating a climate of disagreement and resistance... They embrace each other's needs. When addressing a partner's request, their motto tends to be helpful. Yes, and, rather than yes, but. This positive attitude not only allows them to maintain, but also to increase the sense of romance, play, fun, adventure, and learning together that are at the heart of any long-lasting love affair. They have what I call an emotionally intelligent marriage. And then the next line? Mm Mm-hmm. I can predict whether a couple will divorce after watching and listening to them for just 15 minutes. (laughs) Oh, my God. Should we call him? No. (laughs) 
What if he's like, divorce, <laughs> definite divorce. I can't afford to let go of this um, Helix mattress money, honey. I got to stick around. All right. Well, listen, it's been a joy being married to you. And to you, my dear. And, and I hope it will only get more joyous as we learn more about each other and what makes our marriage work or not work. This is very public. What, what do you mean? That we sometimes do work on our relationship? No. I mean, I would hope that everyone in this whole listening field does similar work. Now, this is not a negative um, thought that I had about you, but it was funny today. Yes. Natasha came home all full of vim and vigor, piss and vinegar, real high on this new bit of advice that you had received from your therapist. And you had said that uh, because our daughter is turning six tomorrow and she was doing this like performative grief in the kitchen today. yeah this morning she woke up and she started crying actual tears saying i'm just i have a really bad feeling that i'm not gonna get balloons tomorrow morning for breakfast and and i'll cry <laughs> I, I unfortunately i will cry if i see that there are not balloons it, it's our tradition right and i mean i did give her balloons a couple of years but it was also because of the pandemic there was nothing else happening the truth is it is it has become a bit of a tradition because we we do the um uh, Stevie Wonder happy birthday song mm-hmm. when she comes in in the morning and it's kind of like a wonder you know there's all of a sudden balloons everywhere and it's a fun little zone right but I was just a little stressed this week and I don't know if I have times to buy time to buy her balloons but also you were feeling a little bit like she was manipulating it like yes. she was so Natasha goes and talks to someone and comes back and goes I've got it <laughs> I, I know what we need to do I mean my therapist told me like that, that what was it what were the lessons you learned today they were good. Um, they were solid. She basically told me that Veruca Salt never uh, learned to ha- handle adverse adversity or frustration. Yeah. And I feel that I that's the kind of child that I c- could potentially raise. But you, yeah, you're very wor- worried I, about the Veruca Saltification of our child. I do, <laughs> yes, I don't and, want her to feel adversity in any way. Right. And, and if she wants to wake up in a bathtub of balloons, I want to make that happen uh, because I feel like it's my job to create magic. Right. And it is. And you do. And she sat, so Natasha sat me down saying like, oh, I had this epiphany and, you know, it's not our job to like um, keep her away from negative feelings, but in fact, to help her deal with negative feelings. And, and we have to tell her like that our big party for her is on Sunday. And even though tomorrow's her birthday, we can do some small special stuff but we're not going to just like uh, succumb to her every whim and i didn't even really know what you were talking about but then she came in then our kid came in and started doing it again like i just feel i'll be so happy and filled with joy if there are (laughs) balloons but i will weep if there are not and i was like oh i kind of get it and then she started talking about like uh, and i and i desire i desire halloumi cheese and and balloons and and i was like i kind of get it anyway then natasha like about an hour after that performance after that performance Natasha pulls me aside and is like, Dude, could I talk to you in more depth about what I learned today? And I was like, okay. And she's like, you know, it's all about like not like succumbing to her whims and her. And I go, okay, yeah, no, that makes sense. I mean, I'm not too worried about it personally because it's her birthday. I think making magic happen on her birthday is kind of normal. But in general, this is good advice. And I open the refrigerator and I'm getting some juice out and I'm making dinner. And she's like, yeah, it's just really important for it. And I open the cheese drawer and I look and there's a package of halloumi cheese in the drawer. And I go, I went shopping for groceries yesterday and I did not buy halloumi cheese. I go, is it, why is there halloumi cheese in here? And she's like, oh, oh, I got it. And I go, in the last hour, you were able to procure a package of halloumi cheese? She's like, yeah, because she said she wanted it for breakfast tomorrow. 
And I thought that was very sweet and cute and funny. And I got rolled. You, I mean, you got, you didn't, you rolled yourself. Well, then she also told me. All she said was the word halloumi and you got on a trip to the Greek Isles to go grab some <laughs> fresh made. She's like, I like it when it's grilled. I like the cheese when it's grilled with a caramelized crust. <laughs> no, and she you wants fucking, lemon on it. And you leapt into action. You were like, the halloumi will be yours, Veruca. I want an Oompa now, daddy. Anyway, honey, go easy on yourself. She's our little angel. And she will probably turn into a tyrant. But for now, she's pretty dang sweet. She told me just now, she told me, um, make sure mom comes and hugs me when you start your podcast. I go, she's not going to hug you when we start the podcast. She's like, please, can she start the podcast and then hug me? <laughs> and then the other thing she did today, I was talking to my friend, the comedian, Eddie Ift. And she, I get off the phone. Natasha's like, who is that? I go, it's Eddie Ift. And she, our kid goes, why is his name a bad word? I go, what? His name's not a bad word. She goes, idiot? <laughs> I got to call Eddie. Let him know his name sounds like idiot. I'm sure he's a Patreon subscriber, honey. All right, well, listen, we've got people waiting. Let's take a call. We got them folks. Hey, Tosh. Yeah, Mosh. You know what I've been thinking a lot about lately? What? Gut health. I mean, everyone's talking about it, Moshe. Listen, the gut is the seat of your body. And if you're not having a healthy gut, you're not having a healthy body. And Ritual has your back if your gut needs a little support. Ritual makes a three-in-one supplement with clinically studied prebiotics, probiotics, and a postbiotic to support a balanced gut microbiome. You know what's cool about it is... Because it's three in one, you just take it and you forget about it. It's like set it and forget it. Ritual also has all kinds of great products like their daily protein, high serum, skin hydration, the sleep bio series, melatonin, all kinds of stuff. And they send it to your door. They make it easy for you to get the health that you want right at your door. Also, everything is rigorously tested and validated by a third party for allergens, microbes, and heavy metals. Ritual supplements are vegan, non-GMO project verified, gluten and major allergen free, certified B Corp, and made traceable. They make it so easy for you to get your gut health in order in just one little supplement. Three in one, actually. One minty little capsule. No refrigeration needed. That three-in-one supplement is called Symbiotic Plus. There's no more shame in your gut game. Symbiotic Plus and Ritual are here to celebrate, not hide your insides. Get 20% off your first month for a limited time at ritual.com slash honeymoon. Start Ritual or add Symbiotic Plus to your subscription today. That's 20% off at ritual.com slash honeymoon. Okay, Natasha, who are we calling tonight? We're calling Allie in Maine. Oh, Maine. I want to go to Maine. I love Maine. I've never been to Maine. I think you want to go like in the right season, though. I heard that the rain in Maine falls mostly on on the plane. Mostly on the plane. The rain in Maine. It's the rain in Spain, I know, but it still kind of works when you think about it. Hey, Allie, what's up? Allie, what's up? Hi, I like your song. (laughs) Oh, the rain in Maine falls mostly on the plane? (laughs) Yeah, <laughs> just a little rhyme I've been working on. It's nice. How's Maine? Is it cold? Um, it's it's not as cold as it was back before um, the ice caps started melting. But ah, uh-uh, you globalized it. Yeah, it's not nice. Yeah, that's I live cool. in the ocean a little bit too, so it stays a little bit more temperate. But it's probably about twenty right now. <laughs> Do you ever surf in the, in the oceans of Maine? I don't, but lots of people around here do. And it's winter time is the time 
to God, do it. Can you imagine being that dedicated to anything? To, to surf in the winter? Surf in the winter in Maine? Fuck that. I love surfing, but not that much. How can we help you, Allie? You have to get like four millimeter. I know. Wetsuits. Yeah. Sounds yeah. awful. Yeah. What's up? Yeah. How can we help? Hello. Um, well, I wrote in because I thought you guys would have some interesting uh, outlooks on this. But so my boyfriend and I have been dating for about eight years. Um, and we're both, this is our second, we're both divorcees. And we both have kids from our previous marriages. And we actually live about an hour apart in two different states. And um, we've lived apart this whole time um, for the kids, basically. And um, his son is actually, (laughs) who was eight when we met, is is 16 now and um, is going to be out of high school in a couple of years. And so we've got this new future ahead of us of like potentially cohabitating and we've um always kind of been excited about that idea but we're super independent people we've been running two households with kids yeah you're on our own you're a libertarian hermit living in the woods in maine uh hoarding (laughs) hoarding ak-47s right (laughs) no he's the ak-47 okay okay got it got it okay (laughs) (laughs) um but but he's gonna bring those. We're gonna hoard. Sure. We're gonna hoard them in my house. But just the idea of um, and I don't know if you've known anybody who um gets together when they've already got kids, and everybody's parenting styles are very different, living styles are very different, um, and just the idea of trying to figure out how to bring it all together. Uh, best my part- house is a lot louder. His house is very quiet. Got <laughs> kind it. of. It's so interesting because I only have, I've every time someone tells me about a blended family from their past, it's a horrible situation. Oh, really? And the only times I've seen, I, I've seen it be positive is in a picture. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, when we first got together, my kids. So my kids. <laughs> My kids both have special needs too, so that helped keep things separate. But no, they need at least a <laughs> bottle of maple syrup a day to be in keto, in ketosis. Correct. That's. Oh, I thought that was a main staple. That's the opposite of keto, though. I know. I know. It's just a fun little riff. <laughs> that's right. Good thing you don't live with her, honey. She doesn't get any of your jokes. <laughs> You're pretty annoying. All right, yeah. so I mean, I don't really have I I, I don't know about this. It tips, sounds really hard to blend. Tips on family. how to blend a fa- family. I, I, I no, I, we'll see. Become friends with the ex-wife. Smart. No, that's not going to happen. Okay, but that's out. <laughs> so okay, what no, is your? Oh, we're missing the, the question. The What's trick the question? Is ben, blending him and myself. You know what I mean? Mm. Like we've kept. Got it. Our own separate places this whole time, so that we didn't have to blend the family and damage the children. <laughs> and now you're ready to blend. RTB. You've you've been DTF and now you're RTB. Yeah. Ready to blend. All right. Well, let me think. Uh, well, I know. I mean, here's a story. What? About a man named Brady. I don't know if you know this guy. Oh. But he was living um, with two boys of his own. Three boys, honey. Three boys of his own. And um, <laughs> all of them had hair of something. That's that's something else. Yeah? Okay. <laughs> oh, yeah. All of them had hair of gold. No, that you're thinking like of the, the women. Like their mother. <laughs> The youngest one in curls. Um, okay, so you, okay, how do two fiercely independent people 
who have been dating for eight years find a way to prepare themselves for the eventuality where their intimacy... I mean, to be honest with you, this feels like you have done... For two people that are afraid of this kind of intimacy, you guys have done the legwork in an amazing way, which is by circumstances forcing you to not yeah. become so physically intimate for eight full years. So you're you're hyper aware of the fact that you are compatible. Now, whether whether you're compatible in the same space, that's a right. question that can only be answered by by taking a leap. Yeah, and you know it's it's been like bull. It's like a uh, double-edged sword kind of having that distance it's like pretty perfect right <laughs> of like we see each other twice a week <laughs> so like we're always missing each other a little bit when we see each other again but here's the thing like when it comes to fear because this is that's what this is this is fear this is like oh, an, yeah. imagining a scenario in which this perfect relationship will be destroyed when you become, uh, when you have a change, and you guys become closer, and the thing about fear is that it's not real. I mean, it might, it might end up coming true, but that doesn't make it real in the moment. You, all you actually have is the evidence that's before you, which is that you've been able to stay together for eight years, despite the fact that that's a non-traditional relationship, and usually that kind of distance would tear people apart. You guys are compatible enough that you were able to um, get over the, the distance and even come to embrace it. So now you've got a new thing ahead of you. You have no idea what it's going to feel like, but this story that you worry about is nothing but false evidence appearing real fear. I think a surf van is going to be the answer. Oh, now that's you. now you're speaking my language. <laughs> well, I think most like, of, yeah. I think we're always gonna need an escape hatch. Yeah, you know. Well, I think right. I, 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 I Natasha, you got any thoughts here? I, I just don't have any advice on this because I have never had to do it. It sounds really hard, and I've well, never seen it work. What do you mean, two people who were long distance becoming? No, uh, like two different families coming together. I just don't know about that. How old are, you, are your kids? Um, his will be eighteen. And in two years, potentially out of mm -hmm. the house. Um, and mine will be 12 and 14. That's going to be the trickiest part. So, is so he's once the kid turns 18, he's done with the parenting zone and he's going to move to Maine to be with your um, unique children. He's at least not uh, kept in the town where the high school, you know, like he's stuff he's tried to honor you know keeping his son so it's less of a blended family that's going to happen and more of a stepdaddy right <laughs> you've seen that work haven't you yeah that's you got you need look only to larry dr larry my stepdad who moved in with two special needs boys me a juvenile delinquent david a rabbi in training and was able to blend very well. I mean, and never pretended that he was a dad, and but always pretended, but always acted as a as a a, a guide and a mentor when needed. He was very detached, Larry, wasn't he? Very detached. Did he ever tell you one thing to do? Yeah, he told me one thing to do once. You give him back rubs. <laughs> no. Great. He used to he used to tell me what the, what to do when it would affect him, but in general, he had a hands off <laughs> approach uh, 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 that was very loving and very like 
he was around when we needed him, but never there when we didn't. I think that that, but that's not really the advice she's asking for. Is how does she, a person who's afraid of change, deal with the fact that change is a coming? Uh, that the only proof of life is change. That's right. Yeah, I think I, it'll be good. I think we just kind of have to find a way to still honor space somehow. <laughs> well, I mean, it's not like you live in New York. If you were like, he was moving in with you in the East Village, I'd be like, yeah, that's going to be a little tight. Something tells me in the woods of Maine, you might be able to find a little bit of personal space if you need it on top of a pine tree or something. This is reminiscent of my daughter telling me that her problem this morning was that she's worried that maybe tomorrow on her birthday, she won't get balloons. (laughs) Like, you don't know what's going to happen. Like, you're asking for advice for something that hasn't happened yet. And, and I, you're sad about and stressed about something that hasn't even become a reality. And I think we're all very guilty of that. I, I think that's wise. I think that really is the secret to your success is don't overthink it. You, you have an exciting adventure ahead of you. Would you like everything to stay the same for the rest of your life? Probably not. It would get really boring. So you got no. this kind of cool, exciting thing. This man that loves you is going to come all the way from Vermont, I'll guess, uh, to be to be closer to you. And then it's going to be a whole new adventure. And if it doesn't work out, then you guys will move back to your respective um, hovels in the wood. And think about it like a farm. You guys are all going to like work towards the farm, which is your relationship and your life. Yeah. And it's going to be great. That's exciting. I'm, I'm excited for you. Thank you. <laughs> Good luck. This is going to be so cool. I think this is awesome. And wait, before you go... You got two fucking years to prepare for it. You've already I had know. eight years. Now you're in the two-year zone. I mean, honestly, you're future tripping. That's what they call it. Get out of the future. Future tripping. The very beginning, we're like, I can't believe we have to wait 10 years to live together. And now, now you're we're like, like, I can't oh, believe it's no. only two years until we live together. Get out of the future. Put your feet on the ground. Look down at the moss beneath your feet in Maine and, and just enjoy the moment. It's going to be awesome. You're going to love it. It's going to be Motion cool. Motion needs a trip to Maine, it sounds like. I want to go bad. I'll have a lobster roll. I'll move in with you. Okay. All right, good okay. luck. All right. Farewell. Thank you. Mosh, when you ate lobster, would you have a hot lobster roll or a cold one with mayonnaise? <sighs> to be honest with hot you. Hot with butter. You have to have one. Pick one. Oh, if I were to eat lobster. Yeah, hot with butter or cold with mayonnaise. It's going to be hot with butter. <laughs> it's going to be hot with butter. And by the way, I have had lobster, but not at the place that you would want my only lobster experience to be. You've only had lobster once? Yeah, but not at the place. Oh, no. Red? It was red. What? Yeah, I was trying to impress this girl once. Oh, my and I God. Got, like, all, of your, all of your dating stories are from like you in the, from like the 90s and you're like 17. Yeah, yeah. I took her to Red Lobster. I bought a vest with Paisley on it. Oh, my God. I don't know. I was trying something different. I was like, I'm going to take somebody out to a fancy dinner. <laughs> I was young. I was young. You remember I what took, the price was? I took her to an avant-garde jazz show. That's cool. And then I took her to Red Lobster. And then we made love until the crows came home. You made love with her? I made love with her. And um, do you remember how much the meal cost? It It was probably like $38. I think it might have been $19.99. Oh, really? (laughs) Yeah. I think it might have been $19.99. All right. Listen, well, uh, I'm excited for that woman. um, But she was future tripping for sure. Two years in the future? Get real. Yeah. What the fuck will happen? All right, Natasha. What's next in this podcast affair? Well, we do have someone waiting, but I think that we're going to reconnect and let's do some secrets uh, and then we'll go talk to our other person old move a left turn right here in the middle of the podcast i'm very excited yeah let's do it hi natasha hi Moshe. love the pod 
Um, my secret is that my three best friends from high school, they all have brothers, and I've slept with all of them. <laughs> oh, yes. My two, two of them have two brothers, slept with all of them at random times, um, you know, in high school and, after, and in college, and they don't know about that. And then my other friend, we I didn't meet her stepbrother um, until we were, like, almost 30, and the first night we ever hung out, we slept together, and... Um, she knows about that, and she actually knows about the other two, but the other two have no idea that I'm just this, like, brother fucker. So good. I'm, like, old and married now, and I just can't ever tell them because it just seems so silly. That's my secret. Okay, bye. That's a nice, fat secret right there. I have – it makes me think that I have something I need to tell you, Natasha. What's that? How many brothers do you have? Oh, my God. Yeah, hon. Guess I who have- I took to Red Lobster? <laughs> Your brother, Nikki. Do you remember what you ate at Red Lobster? I, you, I ate lobster. You got the lobster? Of course. I would get like the, the Alfredo probably. Yeah, the linguine Alfredo, the, uh, the linguine Alfredo with shrimp scampi in it or something. You know it's illegal to capture small lobsters? Is that right? Yeah, you got to wait for them to get big. They, they have to get a certain um, width between each of their little antennas. Have you ever read uh, Consider the Lobster by David Foster Wallace? I haven't. It's a, it's a rough read. It will not make you want to eat lobster. I'll tell you that. I've read all of the works of David Foster Wallace. Uh, every night I read Infinite Jest before I go to bed. That's something I do. I read The Confederacy of Dunces. Uh, that's not him, but I read that. That's a good book. Uh, I've read The Brothers Karamazov. I do an annual read of The Brothers Karamazov. Um, and that's just who I am. And then sometimes in summer vacation, I'll read some of the greats in philosophy. Proust, um, Sartre, uh, Wittgenstein, Nietzsche. I really love what Nietzsche has to say about the current state of podcasting. All right, listen. Well, why don't we hear some secrets, Moshe? All right. Well, we already were. So let's continue. We didn't play one yet. Yeah, we did. We did? Yeah, honey. Are you okay? We we played a secret? Yes, honey. <laughs> Which one? Remember when I made the joke about fucking your brother, Nikki? At oh, Red Lobster? yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. You, got, you went into a Red Lobster fugue state, honey. I mean, it is very hard for me to picture myself there and for me to picture any you there. So It's so hard for you to picture yourself there. It made you forget the previous one minute of your life. No. <laughs> Are you okay? Okay, hopefully the next one leaves more of an impression on me. Are you okay? Hey, Natasha. Hey, Moshe. Um, my secret is that one time my friend came to visit me from out of town, my best one of my best girlfriends she lives out of state she came to stay with me for a weekend and when she left I realized that she left a pair of underwear behind really cute black like lacy thong not sure why she brought it to our girls weekend but she did and my secret is that I kept it I washed it and I kept it and I wear it and I didn't tell her because she probably think it was weird. It's not a sexual thing, though. I don't like women. And, yeah, I don't have a thing for women's underwear. It was just a really cute song. And she lives far away, so I thought she's not going to miss this, probably. And it would be way too much of a hassle to give it back to her. And also, I didn't want to just throw it out because it, like, fit 
and it was cute and I obviously watched it first and I haven't told anyone even though I don't think it's weird but the fact that I haven't told anyone probably means it is weird but again I don't wear it to, to like get off I just wear it because it's a really cute black thong and it was free she left it behind so that's my secret are you okay <laughs> Lady of the Black Thong. Well, like my stepsister or my half sister, she brought a hat over to our house and then she forgot it and yeah. I, I started wearing it. That's different than a thong. <laughs> I took a picture and I was like, hey, I have your hat. Can I send it to you? And did you send it to her? No, she was like, oh, you can keep it. Yeah, a hat does feel different than a butt crack thong. <laughs> gonna go but ahead if you and... wash it. Yeah, but still, there's something. I would never. I would never. Imagine. Like what Nick, if they were like imagine the cutest Nick pants. Thune leaves a pair of like really nice like boxer briefs at the at the house and they look perfect they're the only I'm ones like, that like look good with your shorts I'm wearing Thune Stong <laughs> I just can't see it it's kind of funny I kind of like it and I like that she has some shame around it and actually some homosexual panic. <laughs> It's like nobody was thinking that. Nobody thought, oh, got cl- clearly a lesbian situation over here. We knew what you were doing. You were trying to save money on a $100 thong. But you got to buy your own thong, girl. Got to buy your own thong. You know, I wrote a song about thongs. Yeah? Yeah. You never heard it? It got very popular. It's called The Thong Song. Somebody covered it. Siskuyo. <laughs> I'll never forget being at an ice cream parlor in the 90s. And the thong song was on and mm. a man just threw his baby up while he's saying thong, the thong, thong, Wait, thong. Wait, is that in the video? He throws a baby? No, he was like just with his kid. And oh, he literally threw his He ch- was just child? like having fun singing the thong song to his baby. Oh my God. You know what? We I've been thinking a lot about diversifying the way we make money because mm-hmm. the entertainment industry is cratering. What if we made baby thongs? <laughs> you know, and we make them out of diaper material. So when the when the baby goes poop, it like goes into the thong and then the thong pops out. And that's how you know the baby soiled itself. So it's like a, a string of diaper outside. You go, oh, it must have shit. And then you that's when you change I it. I mean, thongs are fucking gross. Thongs are crazy gross. It's so weird. They're so Why weird. Why do you have underwear? Ah, to to fight off the butt. scourge of panty line. That's the other funny thing. What it's trying to eliminate is so not a big deal. You like when a girl has a panty line? I don't care. I mean, what? I prefer it to be a smooth... Smooth and not smooth just, sailing. Yeah, you don't wear a thong though. Sometimes I do. A thong? No, not a thong. Like a you know a butt crack. It goes up your butt crack, mm. but it's not like a, it's not like a string. It's interesting. The string. The you string ever, is weird. If you run out of toilet paper, can you just tug on the back? Ew. I'm curious. I'm I'm a curious thinker. All right, listen, Moshe. I think we can hear one more secret. All right. Well, you mean our first? Let's hear our first secret, Laura. Any question, Moshe? Um. My secret is that I have been asked to be a bridesmaid or a maid of honor in every single one of my friends or family members' weddings for the past, I don't know, five years. Um, I fucking hate it. I'm unhappy to be asked. Um, it kind of ruins my day. It takes thousands of dollars out of my bank account. And um, if I never have to go to, I don't know, scottsdale ever again um that would be wonderful it's just i don't know i can't be happy for them anymore and um yeah anyway why do women do this do what bridesmaids i didn't do it 
No, and it was. Did we have a a less nice wedding? I don't know. I'm. I. I, I don't know what to compare it to. Did you like our wedding? Yeah, I did. Was it a pretty special night? Yeah. Were you wishing that there was like eight of your best girlfriends in like tacky satin dresses, looking like the Baskin Robbins logo? Here's the thing: we're lucky because anytime anyone asks us to, asks us to do something, we can just say we're in Tacoma. <laughs> like these people have to like actually like you can't just be like yeah may 5th through the 7th i'm not available that's funny honey people should just say they're just not available that that weekend. is funny but that that's saying you can't go this woman's not saying she doesn't want to go to her friend's wedding she's saying she doesn't want to be a, a part of the officiating committee sounds so stressful they right it'd be much better just to just be a guest they make you buy a dress you have to buy the dress is that right it feels outdated you pay for the dress for the bridesmaid duty yeah that's psychotic (laughs) and she chooses what color it will be Mm -hmm. so you can't even like wear a cute dress that you want i'm sure that's like an outdated thing i bet people start paying for it like why would you have to pay for an ugly dress you would never wear what about just don't have bridesmaids what about... Well, it's oh, like a Catholic thing. I, I, I got an idea. How about have bridesmaids, but don't make them wear a coordinated outfit because that's stupid. Well, this is very... Hey, you're my bridesmaid? Yeah. But you can wear whatever you want. How how hard is that? Just don't wear my black thong. <laughs> because you kind of have an aesthetic for your wedding. Like, what if someone just wears like... What if someone upstages you? Or what if someone wears... Upstages you? You're getting married. Well, people are going to What if like, someone... Take that woman in white out of the picture. Who's that looker in the little slinky black dress? Come on. What were you asking? Well, that's just, I mean, I, I don't know if anyone wants to take your uh, wedding planning tips. Like, Why? We had an awesome fucking wedding. Well, I had to like fight to get flowers at the wedding. You and, didn't want any flowers. And they were there and they were awesome. I know, but I'm just saying. By the way, I continue to be unimpressed with flowers. I came home the other day. You were on the road. And there was this like rotting stew. I don't know why that was still there. This cloudy rotting stew of like flower juice. All the petals had fallen off and it was just this like green slime. And I started to pour Compost it out. Compost it, baby. I started to pour out the water and I gagged because it's, it smelled like a death. It should have been thrown away before yeah. we left out of town. All right. Well, do you think we should take a call? Yeah, let's do it. We're going to call Bree in Ventura County. Oh, now, she better be coming to Brea. From one, is it? Brea is not in Ventura County, honey. Oh, it's not? Mm-mm. No, it sure isn't. It's in Orange County, which is <laughs> far away from Ventura County. I wonder if her name's Bri, though, because it's spelled B R I. It's got to be Bri. I'm guessing Bri. What you got? Is it Bri? Bri. Oh, Bri. We Brie. shouldn't say that, right? Bri. Bri. Hey, Bri. What's up? Hell yeah. How's it going? Good. How are you guys? Good. How are, what's the wave report in Ventura? Oh, I'm in Thousand Oaks. So oh, geez. I don't know about the ocean over here. What's the Kardashian <laughs> report? Can you see Calabasas from your house? Yeah. What's going I on? At the... I work there. So let I try us to know. look out for them. Yeah. Let us know what's going on with those people. I will. I'm curious. Absolutely. There's not enough information about what they're up to. <laughs> Do you know they actually hire... Um, they hire uh, people to create stories about Taylor Swift because news about Taylor Swift sells. Oh, so they actually have. Um, it's fake. They're, well, they're, they're, they ha- were hiring journalists last year to create news about like, Taylor bo- Swift. Like fake news? Or? No, just like news, like 
The uh, what present did her brother's oh, cousin give her for b- her birthday? Did you see the blouse she wore did to the you, VMAs? Yeah, so I because see. that's the stuff that gets clicked. Got it. Wouldn't you love to be that famous, Brie? No, Wouldn't that, be that awesome? sounds so Wouldn't annoying. So Nobody cool. wants that. I can that. barely be on this podcast without me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're funny, Brie. We like you. Okay, Brie, what's going on? How can we help? Okay, so um, to start, are you guys familiar with the Irish leap year tradition? No, I, do no. tell. Okay, um, so if you haven't seen the 2010 rom-com... Um, there's an old Irish tradition that on the day of the leap year, that's the day that women are allowed to propose to their male partners. Ah. And I to see your guys' thoughts on that because I've been thinking about uh, following that tradition. Oh, that's cute. Natasha, I can already tell you, is not going to like this idea. Well, I totally. Feeling. It totally depends on the your boyfriend. Like, does he want to get married? We've talked about it. Yeah, he's not totally against it. Have you like floated it and he's been like positive? Yeah. Okay. Have you ever said like, oh, um, there's this Irish tradition. Like, is he aware of this tradition? No, no. I was hoping that would be a, a surprise. Is he Irish? No. Are you Irish? <laughs> I, I've never like 23 in me, but. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, okay. And when a is no it? from me, dog. Is it at the end of this month? Yeah, <laughs> it's at the end of this month. Is it a no, no from you, dog? Well, I need a little more information. I I, I want to know that he is definitely going to say yes. Are you in that zone where you're going to get married, kind of a thing? We've been together for eight years. But so. but, but there's a. It doesn't matter how long you've been together. There's a zone where you go. It's like a matter of time. It's the a matter of time zone. Yeah, I'm not. I and that's the thing is I've never really wanted to like pressure him, but right. I was like, oh, this might be like a cute way to be like, hey. <laughs> Like, um, I, I, I hear you. I, okay. I have some thoughts. Go ahead. Well, my thought is that life is so boring and it feels so much of the time, especially when it comes to rituals, like marriage in particular. Like I remember when we went on our, um, when we went on our, on our, um, honeymoon, everybody at the hotel, because we went to Bora Bora. So it was like a honeymoon destination. And so everybody that we met at the hotel had been married on the same day as us. And it made everything. Everyone was high fiving October 11th. Yeah. It was just like everything felt so disgustingly um, routine. Like we're all doing the same exact thing at the same time, seven days after our wedding. Like it made you feel like you were like not the least special person on earth. So on that note, it makes me think like if you can make a, a ritual that is because there's another way to interpret that stuff which is like it's a beautiful part of the human condition it's something that we all do you know part of the ritual of being alive is like you get married you have a kid you go to college blah 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 so if you can make that kind of rote feeling feel special and weird and a cool story and like something that you'll tell your kids and grandkids forever like there's something very positive to me about that because i like i like to not feel that feeling of what do you call it that my fear is fear of Fear of being basic. Yeah, the fear the fear of being basic. I hate that. So if now on the other hand, because it's so unexpected, the possibility of him saying, "Oh, honey, I, I this is I, I just this is uh, I wasn't expecting this," and saying no, God, that would be fucking humiliating. I mean, right. <laughs> have you been hinting that you want him to ask you, and he just hasn't been doing it? So now you're going to do this. I mean. 
So again, with the, with your fear of being basic, he used to film weddings. So mm. he kind of thinks the idea of them is like a little silly, which I agree. Like I would want to do something cool and like elope or go somewhere. But, um, I don't, I don't, he's, we've joked about it and he's like, we've, he said before, like, oh, if you asked me, I couldn't say no, that would be way too cute. So I was like, well, that's that's, that's good that he good. said that. I think you gotta maybe go for it. Also, the whole idea about getting married, it's not just like how lame is the wedding. It's like more about like you don't want to just be a girlfriend. That's how I feel. And that's you want to be a wife and you don't want you know, it's like men are treated differently if people are like, Oh, he's married, or people are like, Oh, he he has a girlfriend, I think. They might live together, I'm not sure. And I'm such a huge fan of you guys. I've heard you talk about that before. So that's also put the the seed in my brain. As if well. if you feel like he's gonna say yes, this is definitely the coolest way to propose because it no one you know, other than some Irish people you'll never meet because you're not Irish and you're appropriating their culture, will <laughs> have the same story. It just sounds cool to me. I think I like it. It wouldn't. So Moshe, if I would have asked you in New Orleans to marry me, you would in have New been Orleans off. W- while I have a ring in my pocket, it would have been weird. <laughs> But if you had asked me on a different... On a vacation? If there was you some, wouldn't have been like, oh, that's we, weird that you're we, asking me. I've got we, all this testosterone. I need to be the no. one to like... If we went on vacation in Hawaii and you were like, honey, you took me up to the top of a, of a volcano and said, do you know that there's a tradition in, in Polynesian culture that on top of a volcano, the women ask the men to marry them? Uh, will you marry me? I would have been... I would have definitely been like... First of all, I would have been stoked that I didn't have to do it. Because it was very scary to do. So it would have been fun and funny. Do you know I almost proposed to Natasha once. We were filming a scene uh, for another period where Carrie style, she had a bucket of shit dumped on her head. I just listened to your podcast where you were talking about that. I yeah. only have so many stories, Brie. I only have so many stories. My point is... No, I, I love you guys so much. My no, point is I, I'm looking... I'm, 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 looking I'm, <laughs> I'm looking for a fun story. So I think you've got a fun story in you. I'm saying this is a yes. Natasha... Um, I just think you should have uh, a speaker and you should play traditional <laughs> Irish folk music while you do it because just like make it kind of like a funny thing. Yeah, yeah, too, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it doesn't feel like really serious. Yes, I like this. But the mu- but ha- still have it be cool music and fun music and like have him be a little confused. Like bagpipe music is good. You could hire a bagpiper. Well, that's Scottish, oh my honey. god, that's racist that you said that. That's it's racist. Like very similar. It's very racist that you said that. <laughs> I think you okay, could, but you still lo- Irish folk music, like playing the music, setting the scene, making it really like a, I'm, a I'm, fun thing. I'm looking up here if there is anything. Fi- okay, here's what I think: find the nicest Irish pub in the Los Angeles area. Like I, I'm looking up Irish restaurant, but they're all just pubs. So find whichever one is the most high end one and that feels the most Irishy, and do it there. Like make it an Irish day. I think that could be kind of funny. And he'll be confused why you're going taking him to an Irish pub, and then you can lower the boom. You, you go in Ireland, you know, on the leap year. There is a tradition that we like to do. Is that Irish? Something like that. Have lucky charms in the morning. Yeah, I agree with Natasha. Do something Irish and fun about the. I whole mean, thing. it's very sexy and cool that you're like okay with asking him. Ooh, crotchless. And if he's not okay with it, then fuck him crotchless green panties and dye your pubes green too that'd be fun <laughs> and get really drunk on the subway in new right. york and, and don't puke. let any of the families out just like scream yeah. every time the um, subway opens just it. puke in his lap after he says yes that'd be fun perfect 
That'd yeah. be the first thing. Yeah. That is funny that that is a huge part of Irish culture is just drinking and vomiting. I mean, I wouldn't say it's a huge part of Irish culture, <laughs> Natasha. But Bria, on we think- St. Patrick's Day, like that, that's like the main thing Wait, people do. Don't we? Don't they not even celebrate St. Patrick's Day in Ireland? Isn't that? Is it, or is that is Cinco de Mayo? Maybe they, I bet you they don't so. celebrate Cinco de Mayo in Ireland. That's honey. not what I was saying, dear. But yes. <laughs> Um, yeah, I like this because it's a story. I, I, everything for the story. Be a comedian. Do All right. Well, for good the luck. Yeah. And let us know if he says yes. We love you, Bree. Let us. Oh, he's gonna say yes. I already know. Let us know you if he. Too. Let us know if he says I. And um, have fun with it. And come, I will. <laughs> and come to our um our our live podcast taping for the Netflix is a joke festival. It's in oh your my God, area. When is that? I'm coming. I can tell you right now. Yeah, when actually. is it, Moshe? It is May the. I believe it's either what. Hold on, I can tell you. I'll tell you right now. It's May 4th. That's right. It's May 4th. Netflix is a joke. Come see us. Come see us. We love you. Thank you, you so too. much. Good luck. Bye. Oh man, what a wholesome, what a wholesome, wholesome episode that was. It really was. It was sweet. And you know what? It made me have um like listening to you talk. To be honest, tonight listening to you talk, mm-hmm. um, it made me feel um like my i i i have hit upon a dynamic that keeps my negative thoughts and feelings about you from overwhelming the positive ones sounds like the book's working it's working already thank you gottman and nan if you would like to leave a secret on our secrets hotline give us a call 213-222-8608 also you can email us for some advice on the pod at endless honeymoon at gmail also subscribe to our youtube channel be a member of our Patreon and come see us live. Come to that endless honeymoon live taping for the Netflix is a joke festival on May the 4th or come see me solo at May 12th at the Troubadour. Why not? I'm going to be in Brea, Tacoma, We're, Chicago, Boston, tons I, of cities. I'm going to be in Tacoma this freaking weekend in a strange booking coincidence. I'm in Tacoma the week before you. Can't see how that helps my ticket sales, but I'll be there and then I'll be in Madison. Why? I, Wisconsin, um, at Comedy Club on State. Love that club. Uh, 14th through the 16th, I think, or the 12th through the 14th. I'll be there. Just look it up. And then I'm going to Philly, and then I'm going to Sacramento, and I'm doing the Troubadour May 12th. I got all kinds of fun stuff. You're doing the Troubadour in LA? Yeah, that's right. Cool. Yeah, cool. All right, well, listen, uh, talk to you later. Uh, We don't really wrap the podcast (laughs) with talk to you later, usually. Talk to you later, hon. Wait, hold on a sec. I love you. I love you too.